Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Goldwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. We must have put weight on because we can't both see the screen. <laughs> Hello, Gag. Hello, Alison. So while we were away, we might have eaten a bit too much. <laughs> Any little, any little, we used little to, up. we used to. For those who are watching the video version of this, we used to be able to sit quite comfortably together to get on the same screen. Yeah, and now we're in each other's pockets. It's taken us, it's taken us five minutes to get positioned because our shoulders are up by our ears. So I think, I think, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I think to one day we're going to have to do something. <laughs> All right. Oh, you spoiled my makeup. All yeah. right, let's do this. We can do it. We can do this, guys. Yeah. We can do this. So, where are we heading today, Cag? Well, how about staying local? We've done enough traveling around. Should we, we stay local? We have. We've well, done. Ish. We've done a lot of hotels lately in the podcast. So why stop there? Why not continue? And let's do some more. So this time we are going to go down to Kingston. And we are going to a lovely, lovely hotel called the Royal Mail. Yes, the Royal Mail. The, it's a beautiful hotel. And they, the staff are so friendly there as well, which is really cool. Yeah. The Royal Mail Hotel sits in a small town called Kingston, which is in the southeast of South Australia. It's a small coastal town that sits about 294 kilometres from Adelaide. Most people driving through would be very familiar with the Kingston Big Lobster, which is affectionately known as Larry. I didn't know that was his name. Larry Lobster. <laughs> Larry Lobster. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. It's a well known that it's oh, okay. called Larry. Okay. It's been named Larry from the very beginning. Well, I didn't know about him. Yeah. So. so for those who don't know who Larry is, it's a giant sculpture of a spiny lobster that stands around 17 metres tall. Now, it was built and commissioned by Ian Beckler, who was a local lobster fisherman, and Rob Moyes. Now, I don't know if you know this little bit of information, Keg, but... Yeah. This little bit of trivia for you. Well, I wouldn't do because I didn't even know his name was Larry. So <laughs> didn't you? No, you didn't. You don't really know much about old Big Lobster. No. So it was built in Edwardstown, down on South Road there. Right. Yep. By Paul Kelly, who also did another big thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He actually designed and built the giant Scotsman. That's over Scotty's Motel. Oh, that one. Yeah. So mm. it's the same person who did the Larry the Lobster. Oh, that's cool. Now, you won't miss it because, as I said, it's 17 metres tall. <laughs> and as you drive in, it's right there in your face. So I don't know about you, Keg, but I'm always quite intrigued by Australia because Australia seems to have this huge love of big things, doesn't it? It does. It's but it's a very um, an American type thing as well. Having having big things. Well, I wonder do whether they, do I, yeah they do. Do, do they? They, I don't know if they oh, I don't do. Know. Maybe, I maybe they the did. maybe the Americans can tell us. Our American friends from yes. Let us know. Our American friends from overseas from, <laughs> from America. From America. Maybe they can drop us a line and tell us if they've got 
these big things because we have this obsession here. We have the big galah. We've got the big banana. We've got the big banana. We've got the big ram. We've got uh, the big pineapple. Isn't there a big og boot as well somewhere? Is there? Okay. Yeah, we've got the so. big rocking horse. What we else? Just have we like, got? I don't know. We've got lots. Oh, how can we forget the giant koala? Oh, why is he called giant and not big like the rest of them? Well, I don't know. Okay. Just Maybe because he's bigger than the big. Maybe he's got bigger than the big and now he's classified as a giant. Maybe he is. But we took the boys to see that, didn't we, from Paranormal Quest when they were over here in Australia and yes. we stopped to have a look so we could show them our mm. famous giant koala. Yes. And I think in Ryan's words, in fact, no, let's play Ryan's words. So what do you think of our stunning... What do, what do we think of the stunning giant koala? It is... Just everything I've ever wanted from my life. <laughs> so, as he said, it fulfilled his life. It's everything he wanted in life. It is. So, and you can't blame him. For you that, can't. Can you? you can't. It's very impressive. But the people going past Larry probably don't always know to take a bit of a right turn off the main highway and then discover the heart of this quaint historic town. Now, the town was named after Sir George Strickland Kingston, which was one of the original colonists who arrived in 1836. Because for those who don't know South Australia, settlers came here in 1836. Sir George Strickland Kingston was one of the first ones here. In fact, he came with Colonel Light because they were surveying Adelaide. Now, he went on to become an architect, a politician, and his son, Charles, eventually became our state premier. There's a statue to him in Government House. Oh, is there? Mm. Oh. I've actually seen it. Or a head. Yeah. A bust. A bust. A bust. Why is it called a bust when it's just a head? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> Can I just say, uh, I know it's a bit weird, but I've never thought about it, Keg. But why is it called a bust when it's a head? Well. Why is it just called a head? I don't know. Should we anyway. find out? Yeah, shall we? So, to save you the job, in the minute that I have just cut out of here and edited out the silence, we have found out that it's actually French from the 16th century, isn't it, Kag? It is. It, it's French for upper body. Upper torso. Yeah, upper, upper torso and head. So, that's why it's called the bust. It had an E on the end with the French bust day. Bust day, probably. But, um, yeah. So, you've learned something just like we have. Now, Sir George Strickland Kingston was also very famous for something else, Keg, because he did become an architect and he became an architect for one of our own venues that we operate out of, the Adelaide Jail. Oh. Mm. I have another bit of trivia for you, Keg. I love trivia. I love trivia. Because although his son Charles went on to become our state premier, it was his brother that had something to do with the Adelaide Jail as well. Oh, really? Because Strickland Kingston, which was his other son, used to be a bit of a gambler and a bit of a drinker. And he'd been out one night, hailed a taxi to go home, which obviously was a horse and cart in those days, in the 1800s, got in and in his drunken state decided it would be good fun to shoot the hat off the taxi driver's head. As you do. As you do. Yeah. 
So as he's lifting his rifle, because obviously people walked around with their guns and rifles in those days, as he raised it and aimed it at the hat and he pulled that trigger, Mm. unfortunately the cart hit a bump in the road, which meant that the taxi driver's head was now a little higher than it had been when he pulled the trigger. So the taxi driver actually got a bit of a bullet in the back of his head. Now, he was still conscious and his words were, look what you've done, sir. You've shot me. I always think people are very polite back then. Weren't they very gentlemanly? You get shot in the back of the head and the only thing you can say is, look what you've done, sir. You have shot me. I could think of other words to I say. I know what I would. I would probably have not been held back. But mm. in those days, you were a gentleman. Now, you'd be glad to know the taxi driver did survive. He was in hospital for quite a long time with a bullet in his head. But he did survive it. And it meant that Kingston was put into his father's jail for six months. Good. For that one. So there you go. A bit they would of... just got a slap wrist nowadays. <laughs> I love South Australian history. Oh, it's so There's cool, some isn't great it? characters in it. Now, back to Kingston itself. It was felt that a safe port was needed to ship wool and goods to England, and the area now known as Kingston was chosen. Soon the little town boomed as it became a busy port. The workers, of course, needed places to serve their needs when it came to sleeping, eating and drinking. And so in 1867, the Royal Mail Hotel opened its doors. It was also vital for the Royal Mail coach run, hence its name, as the coaches used to stop, rest and change their horses there too. The stables still remain, although now used as storage. The Royal Mail Hotel survived a fire and even a major 6.5 magnitude earthquake that lasted for half a minute in May 1897. Now, this earthquake could be felt as far away as Adelaide and hundreds of buildings were damaged and people hurt. In fact, it was so strong, Keg, that people wondered if Mount Gambier's sleeping volcano had erupted. Oh, okay. Because... They've got a volcano. For those who don't know, Mount Gambia, it's a bit further down from Rome, but it has a volcano, Mount Shank. In fact, I think it's got more than one volcano. There's Mount Shank, but then you've got the Blue Lakes, which I believe were volcano as well. The last time that erupted was 5,000 years ago. However, it's sleeping. It's not extinct. There and is a chance wake up at some point. There is a chance that that volcano at some point could wake up again. So people all around the area thought that's what happened. The volcano had erupted. In fact, the Australian Geographic at the time ranked it as one of the country's top ten worst seismic occurrences. Now it did damage the hotel, didn't it? And it he did. was actually showing us the damage. It can still be seen there. It's kind of been painted over and plastered but you can still see where the wall has shifted compared to the rest of the walls we were invited to do the royal mail because you and i were doing the caledonian inn in rome Mm -hmm. which is a neighboring town and while we were there we found a post on our live stream from a gentleman named tyson now he suggested we should come and investigate the royal mail hotel as they have been experiencing very strange happenings for many years 
These reports have been made by owners, employees and guests. They include hearing strange sounds coming from upstairs where the accommodation is Mm -hmm. when they know that there's nobody up there, almost like the sound of a child running. Guests in the end bedroom, which I got the short straw for, often report hearing footsteps coming up the stairs and a knock on the door. But when they open the door to look into the hallway, they find that it's empty. Previous owners reported seeing a little girl in the manager's quarters upstairs. We were told by Tyson how more recently one of the managers opened the door to enter the quarters when it was wrenched out of their hand and slammed shut, which obviously was very unnerving for them. Mm, Would be. Tyson said he believed there was more than one spirit remaining in the hotel, as reports he has had indicate at least one child, a lady and a man. Before checking out the Royal Mail Hotel ghosts, we quickly did a little research on the deaths there to see who could be there. In the short time we looked, we found several deaths, didn't we? We did. Including one of the stable lads who was found dead off the jetty. It is uncertain if it had been an accident or if he'd taken his own life. There was another one in 1932, Oliver Pincher, who was punched hard and felt off the veranda striking his head and fortunately he never regained consciousness but the death that really was of interest to us took place in 1923 George David Bogey the proprietor of the Royal Mail Hotel returned from a trip to Adelaide and quickly smelled gas he went to check on the acetylene gas generator only to find it was leaking tragically it is thought he chose to use a match. I mean, Keg, why? I don't know. Why? Why would I, he have used a match to check? I would have thought even back in those days, people would have realised you don't you put, don't, don't light anything no. near leaking gas, do you? No. So he chose to use a match to check the tank, and, of course, it exploded in his face. He suffered severe injuries and died later that day. Sadly, he did leave his wife and three young children behind. And in those days, they would have been harder for them to live without their father because the man was the provider of the family. Yes, exactly. So we took Tyson up on his wonderful offer. We got in touch with him and said, hey, we saw your post and, yeah, we'd be interested to come back down and maybe do the Royal Mail. And so we first arrived at the Royal Mail earlier in the afternoon and was met by the lovely Tyson who showed us around and filled us in on the stories. The street where it sits is not far from the jetty and it is a good looking. It's a lovely building. Yeah, it's a lovely two-storey structure. It is. Now he took us upstairs and showed us our rooms for the night. I'd chosen that room nearest the stairs where the door knocking had been experienced in the hope that I too would be awoken in the night by strange goings on. I probably kept my torch on as well. You probably did, yeah. I can't remember. What made the room stranger still was that second door. Oh, that led to nowhere. It led to nowhere. It overlooked the staircase, but there was no stairs going up to it. It was really weird little door. I've seen them before, so they're obviously for a reason. I just haven't found out what they're for. We quickly set our equipment upstairs in the hallway, which was in two parts. It was a strange hallway, wasn't it? It was a long hallway. In fact, most of the pubs that we've done recently 
seem to have that same setup. You can't even say it's T-shaped. It's almost like L-shaped. So you've got that long hallway. And then at the furthest end, there seems to be another part of a hallway, 90-degree angle going off in another direction, obviously, because it's 90 degrees. <laughs> I'll just leave that bit there and carry on, shall I, yeah. Keg? Let's do it. <laughs> it's great. But you get the picture. So we quickly set all that up on the main hallway and some down that little part of the hallway. We also set the music box at the top of the stairs. Now, it wasn't long before that triggered and there was nobody on the stairs and it wasn't just the music box because it was accompanied by a creak on the stairs as well. And they did say they did have noises, the people coming up and down yeah. the stairs. Now, the creak... I was a bit dubious about because mm. at the end of the day, we have to keep it rational and this is an old building. It has very old floorboards, timber floorboards. And, of course, as temperature changes, you get movement in the floorboards. As you walk across the floorboards, sometimes they ping back. So if we come up the stairs, it could be we've come up the stairs and the stairs might have pinged back into, yeah. into position again. So... The creaking, I'm going to say, could have been natural. But at the same time we had all that, we also had thuds as well, didn't we? We did. And the thuds were coming out of the manager's quarters, which was beyond my bedroom. So the bedrooms kind of stopped where mine did. Then you had the staircase. And the hallway did extend just that little bit more into another room at the end. And that was the manager's quarters where he would have lived. And there was a lot of thuds coming from that. And that's the room that they said they've had a lot happen. That's where she had that door wrenched out of her hand. Oh, yes. Yes, it was, wasn't mm. it? So meanwhile, down the opposite end of the hallway, which was just around the corner. Oh, that little bit of a hallway. Yeah. yeah. The cat balls were going off on the cards. Oh, yeah. Forgotten about that. Yeah. And yeah. the EDI triggered as well. Yeah, because you were standing up that end, weren't you? Yes. I was kind of halfway down the hallway at that point. Yeah, I was with the ladies at the other end. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the staff stayed back with us. Um, they were lovely, they, weren't they? They were lovely. While talking and setting up, the thumps started again in the managers and the music box triggered again. Yeah. Very so strange. whenever, yeah, we, we thought at first, well, could the music box, because it was in the days, and I'm going to say, and I've brought this up on our videos before, is those music boxes need to be pointed towards a wall or a hard surface. So it can calibrate. It knows what the, dis the distance, the temperature and everything else is between it and the wall. So any variation is going to set it off. In the early days, I'm going to say, Cag, we were a bit slap happy with the way we were setting up our music boxes, weren't yes, we? Yes, we were. So yeah. they live and learn as you go Maybe along. Maybe you should read the instructions when you yeah. get a new piece of the equipment. The, we just let Damo read things. We, we let Damo read them and then yeah. tell us. Exactly. He's a tech guy. So we're going to blame Damo. We blame Damo. For not telling us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it was weird the way it was going off because it wasn't consistently, was it? No. Now, we've done it before where we've accidentally, I think we did that the Runa, didn't we, where we accidentally didn't have it on a wall and it was getting so bad we had to turn it off. Yeah. This wasn't like that. And I can't honestly remember, guys, whether I did line it up to a wall or not. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I did or I didn't. 
In fact, it wasn't me that set it up. I think it was Keg that set it up. And I do haven't... you remember, Keg, do you remember if you set it up I haven't up? got the faintest idea where it was. Where, where was it? <laughs> <laughs> it went, I meant to say. Between us, we could have a whole new language. We could. No, I, I, I haven't got a clue where I put it, unfortunately. Um, was it facing the right direction, opposite something? Don't know. Okay. But it only went off very occasionally, wasn't it? It wasn't a, a lot. No. Just very occasionally. And just it a few notes. seemed to be accompanied by thuds and yes. other things. So something else always seemed to happen when it went off. So after the thumps mm. and the music box, again, the, the cat ball triggered at the other end of the hallway on the cards. So whoever there did like the cards. Did we ever play the cards with them? I don't no, think we I don't did. think we didn't. No. They were probably going, come on. We want a game of cards. Let's play cards. And we completely ignored that. We did, yeah. Exactly. We're, we're bad people. Now you, this is the funny thing, because you were talking about George's death, because the people who worked there were unaware of some of the deaths that we found. I think you were telling them, but you were also telling our viewers, because we were live. Yeah. We did go live at this point. And I think you were filling also in the people who were watching that live. Yes. All about George's death with the match and the gas. Yeah. And as you were doing that... The Oralus came out with, shh. I come, which, out, I come out with that all the time, Kay. You do, you do. It's and you listened, like you. and you listened to the Oralus about as much as you listened to me when exactly. I go, shh. Exactly. Just carry on. Just carry on. Well, we did try an EVP session, because we do like to do those. They're the first things we like to try, while whatever energy there is fresh and wanting to talk, maybe. But we didn't get anything. No. Didn't get a thing. What else did we try? We did something we don't normally do. Mm, yeah. Didn't we? Um, it was nice because it gave the ladies something to do and see if they could get anything um, happening whilst we were doing the investigation. But we actually um, got them – we actually ruined the hotel by finding a table and getting them to have a go at uh, table tipping and mirror gazing as yeah. well. Because I went running around all the rooms. Yeah. Found a, none of them were, were perfect. No. And eventually I found a perfect table with the light and all the other stuff on that you get in a hotel room, which went flying off. <laughs> we did apologise to them for wrecking their room. Did we get anything, though? They had we, – we put a ball on the table. Yeah. And they did have the ball occasionally um, light up. One was a, a personal thing as well, but that, we'll talk about that later on. Mm. So I decided to put the headphones on to do an Estes. Now, for those who don't know what an Estes is, it's the ghost box, spirit box, which is scanning through white noise, radio stations, etc. And to take the bias out of what you're hearing by knowing what the questions are, you put the headphones in. And somebody goes to listen on headphones, can't hear the questions, therefore taking the bias out of it. So I thought, well, I'll go down and do this. And Keg and the other people that were there can ask the questions. So I started hmm. with one of the usual things. So is there anybody with us? And the only thing I heard at that point was, sure. It was almost like a confirmation, sure. Yeah. Like that. Which is cool. So that, okay, it's cool. It's excellent. Is there somebody playing with a musical box? Can you tell me that, please? Now, I don't think I answered that, did I? You didn't. You didn't. I, it, and... it wasn't going to tell. It wasn't going to reveal if it was 
us misplacing it no. or whether it was actually liking the music. So I asked, okay, there's no response from that one. Is David here? Yeah. And I responded straight away with, <laughs> I'm going to say, piss off. And I'm not surprised, Cag. All right, yeah. Because his name wasn't David, was it? No, it wasn't David. What was his name, Cag? It was George. It was George. George so, David. George David Bogey. So I would probably have said piss off too. Yeah, probably. Get my name right. Exactly. If you're going to do something, get the Make history sure. right first. Make sure you know my name. Exactly. So <laughs> apologies for that one, George. <laughs> Now, you get on the floor at this point, well, and that's, I'm and That's I'm my like, usual pot spot. I know, but I'm just like, oh, is there enough of us around to actually pick you back up again? <laughs> You've got a lift team. <laughs> my feet hurt sometimes, so I have to get down. Exactly. Um, after, after Alison got down on the floor, mm-hmm. um, we all had a bit of a giggle, the fact that we can't, she's not going to get back up again. I said, do you like it here? Because it's always nice to know if, they, if they're happier there or not. Yeah, well, somebody hadn't forgiven you because it was no. out. Yeah. But then it said Maggie. Mm. Now, it was good. And this is why we like to have the people there, the work there. Yeah. Because Tyson was giving us, um, if names came through, he was giving us the heads up. And he did come up with, Margaret was listed downstairs as one of the licensees. So Maggie is short for Margaret. It's cool. I'm a bit of an Einstein there. Aren't I? You, wow. If you nobody made, made the connection... Yeah. Maggie is short for Margaret. Wow. So just amazed me. <laughs> I amaze myself sometimes. So think about Margaret. I said, well, mm. how long have you been here for? Now, I didn't give a time, but I did come out with the name Philip. And Tyson again jumped in and said, oh, Philip is actually the first landlord of the hotel in 1867. But this is, I haven't watched this video for a long time, and it's one of our early on the roads. How many times since then has Philip come up on our investigations? Oh, it's practically everyone. Nearly every, in fact, I don't know if you know, Keg, but I've been listening back to some of our American stuff, and we're getting the name Philip again. Nearly every investigation we've had this name Philip come through. Mm, so interesting. who Philip is, I don't know. Well, obviously he knows us. Well, Philip also, interestingly, just to go off track for a bit, because I do that. But Philip also like you to go off track. is one of the one of the historical murderers that I talk about in our what we call criminally insane asylum back then that we operate out of. So Philip's a oh, big story for us. Yeah. And we have had stuff from Philip there. And do you remember when we went to England and we did Guy's Cliff House? Yeah. And it came out with Philip then. And the lady, the, she was a sensitive. She, she wasn't pushing it. She no. wasn't pushing her psychic or sensitivity. But she did say to us, I honestly feel like you operate in somewhere like an aside, which she could have known, but she said that you've got a hanger on. You've got a patient from there that follows you around, not in a bad way. And I'm just wondering now, could it be Philip? Wow. Could well be. It is fascinating out of all the names you could have, it's always Philip. Always Philip, every time. 
So mm. maybe we'll question next time. Maybe we should. So then I started um, asking out some more questions. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me what the year is, please? And I came out with a very helpful answer later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being cocky like you are. I know. I like to be cocky. I went, well, I'd rather you told me now if possible, because that would be cool. Yeah. So we were now deciding that we'd take everything downstairs and start investigating downstairs. We we're discussing about that. And that's when all the, so usually the way, isn't it? You're packing up. Yeah. You're wanting to move on. And suddenly everything starts going off. So you shouted at me because you said the static, because you were still further up the hallway watching that little yes. hallway. Yeah. That static meter never goes off. Very rare. In fact, we very rarely use it now because it just doesn't go off. No. And the, the quite delicate things to carry around with you. So um, Well, yes. See? Oh, okay. Go on, Faye. Don't look at I, me. I'm looking at you. Don't look at me. So if you want to know what it is, it's got little prongs, a whole series of little plastic prongs that come out the top of it. Well, yours is the top. Mine goes all the way around. Yeah. And mine seems to have lost less prongs than yours can. Well, that's because I've let a certain guide use mine and that broke most of the bits off it. So you go blaming other guides. Oh, no. She knows, she knows who's, <laughs> who she is. I'm not going to mention her name, but it begins with an M. But it's it's picking up like static electricity, like when your hair fl- rises up on a electrical storm and like a balloon. Type yeah, thing. yeah, that type of thing. So that's what it's picking up on. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly went. Now it will go off when you first set it. It'll calibrate, and you'll see it do its first very slow kind of run through of all the prongs, all the rainbow colours, all the rainbow colours. Quite pretty to watch. But this had been on for at least an hour and a half. And they don't do that. No. Usually. And it just suddenly triggered off into action, didn't it? Yeah. But the music box then started to play. Yeah. And one of the cat balls started to flash on the bottle of rum. It did. It did. Mm. Now, we had walked past that ball so many times. Yes. And it didn't trigger once. No. And it would stop flashing. This is the interesting thing about the ball. It would stop flashing and we'd wait and wait and wait and wait. Nothing would happen. And then I would say, well, let's go downstairs and let's get our stuff. And we'd start moving again, ready to go. And then it would flash again. (laughs) It was almost like it was trying to keep our attention there. Now, it was at this point, things were getting a little bit strange, weren't they, Cag? Um, yes, you could put it that way. Yeah. It's a little bit strange. We were starting to get a few little comments coming through. Yes, on the on the live, we had one or two comments. In fact, we might have had one or two threats. We might have had one or two threats. <laughs> Which is a, a first for us when doing a... And the threat involved an axe, I do believe. It did. And lots of windows of the pub. Yes. Yeah. And we were laughing, weren't we? We did. Well, we thought it was we just somebody was messing around. Yeah. Wasn't there, really? Until the owner said that they knew the person and the person could be quite serious about that. So the police were called. <laughs> but while we were waiting for the police, we thought we'd better keep trekking on. So we went downstairs and we did an EVP session and we were just playing it back when 
our lovely police officer arrived. Yeah. So that interrupted us a little bit. But we got back. Mm-hmm. It was all sorted. Just in case, I did take my car and hide it around the back of the pub instead of leaving it on the street. It's like, I love my car. I was not going to leave it in the way of an axe. So yeah. we hid it around the back. And we carried on. Everything was good. person didn't turn up. So the police left and we continued playing back that EVP. Now, the only thing we got that was curious, there appeared to be a man's voice, but it was it was talking as I talk. So I'm going to go around. Yeah. Okay, what's the man's voice? Can I hold it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just... He was probably telling you to get <laughs> out today because you've been threatened with an axe lover. Probably. Like, you know, like, You're probably out. going, watch out. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Move your car, probably said. Move your car, love. We have to say at this point, actually, the staff were fantastic. They were. They were. They were so, um, so nice. Very caring. They were. Weren't they? Yeah. So we did another Estes. We all love the Estes. I think Estes is probably one of my favourite. I think it is. I, yeah. I, EVP I love and it. Estes, which yeah. is probably why you see a lot of it on our episodes, because mm. we do enjoy that. Now, the first thing I got coming through was a get out. Yeah, which I was quite. It was probably the guy with. The, I was gonna. <laughs> gonna what did I say after that? Because you were saying why. Well, I said why. Yeah. Why are we going to get out? And I came out with death, and I didn't think about it. No, I didn't either. at the time. I'm thinking about it now that maybe that was a warning. Well, especially when I said what death, who died, and then you come back out <laughs> with lady. lady. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still dumb, going, what lady is that? I know. <laughs> Can you tell us? Tell us about the lady. We would have laughed if I come out with dark hair, mm. five foot four, <laughs> curly blonde. <laughs> and then I, now this is a strange thing, because I did start, I asked you a lot. I said, could you smell anything? Well, it's no good asking me, is it? No, but there was other people there. Yes. Because I suddenly got this pungent really pungent smell so at the bottom of the staircase where I was standing you come down the bottom of the staircase and then you've got a room to your left and you've got the hallway and a room to your right if you're coming down the staircase to your left is where I was and you lot were kind of standing across the hallway near where the other room was so I was in this room on my own in the doorway and it was a the, the only way I can s- describe it, it was like that really smelly cheese, a bit like very, very strong parmesan, I guess. So I don't know what that was. Nobody else could smell it where they were standing. It was just me smelling it where yeah. I was standing. I know, and to smell a thing anyway. They so. didn't know what it could be either. No. Now, again, I came out with Lady dead. Yeah, which is... A, a, we never really twigged, did we? So I said, what lady? Can you tell me what the lady's name was? And then we got the warning, leave. Leave. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to leave. And I am keep repeating, leave. I got, so <laughs> me beat me went, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, the time we thought it was just maybe a lady died there, we're being told to leave. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. You know it's so maybe much we're care. getting a warning. Maybe that was just a warning that. Mm. That guy might actually be coming. Now, it seemed to settle down, and eventually I start asking, who's there? Because 
really we had been rude we hadn't introduced we ourselves hadn't, which is really rude because we always do we that do. don't we yeah so i'll just explain that my name is Cag, and i have a lover group here with me tonight and you know all of these people and arson is the one with the funny things on their head sat on the floor then i thought well let's go down a different route let's try and keep away from death and yeah you know, do you um, like to have a drink or two or three or four? <laughs> you never yep. know. You proceeded to call whatever was there an alcoholic. Oh, did I? Well, by saying that. Oh, that's true. I did. That I is did. rather suggestive. That it is rather suggestive. I should apologise again. They drink. So that's two apologies during this <laughs> investigation. Now, you all heard a strange sound, didn't you? Yeah, from upstairs. And it was almost possibly like a metallic sound mm. but it was a noise that even Tyson had got a clue yeah what it was. Tyson never heard it before no. in the pub what was that I don't know a clue what that was okay well that was interesting so I came out again with ladies but I came out with two two and then ladies yeah was it the two ladies that were, that were a bit strange? It's strange. <laughs> but then the funny thing happened. Shane, one of our patrons. Yes, yeah, who's watching. He wanted us to sing, what do you do with a drunken sailor? And I think we had a fantastic reply to that one. I just went, fool. <laughs> fool. Fool. Sorry, Sorry Shane. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was laughing and said, oh, okay, maybe that's not a good idea then. So then I thought, well, we took Maggie came out earlier. So I thought, okay, let's go. Let's see if Maggie's here. So is, mm-hmm. is, is Maggie with us? I just came out with Wade. Come back. Okay, well, we aren't going anywhere. And I came out with, it actually sounded like dead and ghost. And then I followed that up with, in fact, it seemed to be me just talking at yeah, this stage. You, you weren't getting to, it's like I suddenly had this burst of words and talking. Yeah. Because then I heard, I live in here. But then it said, his fault, whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. And then she continued, whoever it was, I had a son. So I thought, well, let's go down this road. Yeah. So, okay, if you had a son, what was your son's name? Can you tell me that, please? And I came out with Billy. Yeah. And what's interesting, there was a William there. There was. And do you know what, Alison? Billy is short for William. Is it? It is. Oh my goodness. I know. Wow, we learn a lot on this show. We don't do, we? yeah. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> Cameron was saying he'd love to hear I live his... in here. Oh, you live here? I'll come back to you in a bit, Cameron. Just remind me. His fault. I had a son. <laughs> Oh, you had a son. What was your son's name? Can you tell me, please? Did you fall? Billy. Oh, God. I would have said bye, too, but apparently the voice on the <laughs> ghost box in my headphone said bye. Yeah. And leave us. So they'd obviously mm-hmm. had enough at that point. But not for Keg. No, no, just keep going on. But we'd love <laughs> to stay if possible. And I, I just went, please. Now, whether I meant, please, just leave. <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, look, I know you want us to leave, but actually, we really like this building. And then it came out with it again, didn't it? Philip. Mm. Now, Tyson again reminded us that Philip Gilbert Rogers was the founder of the building. Yeah. 
So it didn't just say Philip wants keg. It actually said it twice. And the second time it was actually a little boy's voice. And I think I told you that. I think I, when I shouted out Philip, I said, that was a boy's voice. Yes. So I was like, okay, so is there, is there a little boy here? And I came out with, it's me. Which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. So I went, Hi, sweetheart. And then for some reason, mm-hmm. I went back to talking to Philip Gilbert Rogers again. Is, to is the that, adult. Yes, yeah, I think you dismissed that little boy. I did. I was just a poor you know little what? boy. He's probably, I probably nodded off partway through this. He probably nodded probably off did. more than once. I, I probably think. did. Yeah. Uh, am I talking to you? But instead, I came out with Annie. Annie. Definitely heard it twice. Yeah. And Annie was one of the girls in the group, wasn't she? She was. So she called out, hi, I'm here. And then the others in the group called, okay, do you like Annie? Now, before I could answer that, of course, Cag flashed her green torch on Annie so that the viewers could see who she was talking about. And that's our sign, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than shock somebody with a touch, our sign for finishing up is to flash a torch at the person. And then even though they've got their eyes shut, they'll see that change in dark and shadow. And I thought Cag was saying time to come off. So it took the headphones off. So we'll never know. We're never going to know. No. Because once you've broken that, it's yeah. not, you can't really go back on, can you? Once you broke, you never go back. Exactly. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the same. I don't think it's the same either, but it's a new one. <laughs> Once you broke it, you cannot, you can never go back. (laughs) Which kind of is reasonable. So I came off the headphones. We decided, we had a little discussion. I said, look, why don't you go on? Because your ears are better than mine. (laughs) They are though, aren't they? You you hear more subtle things. I do. I do. Yeah. We also decided to run the portal at the same time. We did. And I did go back because whereas Cag dismissed the child completely, yeah, no. I decided I'd go back and talk about the child. So I, I did ask, is there a child here tonight? Now, Cag wasn't being very talkative at that point, but the portal came out with the, Philip. Is there a child here tonight? Now, that kind of backs up what we were hearing coming out on the radio as well. So there's a very small Philip came out of it. And I continued, if you want to come down the stairs and light one of the lights up, and then the portal came out with dead. Which is another word that kept coming out previously, isn't it? Now, the unfortunate thing about the portal is the interference was so bad we had to turn it off because it was hurting everybody's ears. Yeah, it was hurting our know. ears and it was very, very annoying. And we find that in pubs, don't we? We find it's very hard to run ghost boxes yeah. and portals in the pubs we've been in. And I think that's because there's a lot of interference. There's a lot of wires running through. Yeah. And I just Lots think, yeah, got cables and I think it interferes with that. Now, you did come out with a number, Cag, didn't you? Yeah, I came out with six. And... Once I counted on my fingers. Because you need your fingers to count. I realised there were six people there. Yeah. Not including whoever was talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I started to sing, because I like to sing if there's children there, Twinkle, Twinkle. I was going to sing, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yeah. And, and then I came out with it sounds like a hag. So as I'm singing, what did you come out with? Oh, I came out with sounds like hag. Up above the moon. Oh, 
Sure, it's not keg. Ah, oh, it's the same thing though, isn't it? Hag, keg. It's easy to get confused. She can't hear me, which is good. She'll get her own back when she listens back. Laugh. Oh, yeah, you found that funny, did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you got a sense of humour too. But that didn't last. The no, it didn't. Humor, did it? No, it came out with them and Very said, good. and then get out of here. Yeah. The usual. I did point out, you weren't grumpy a moment ago. Do you want us to leave? I don't know how many times those spirits have to say, get out, leave, leave, get out. Go away. And then we still stand there going, do you want us to leave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't leave. Because we're staying the night. Mm-hmm. And then I follow it up by good night. A well-timed good night. Yes. To which we all giggled about that. Exactly. At the end of the day, a lot of what we had happen was curious stuff, wasn't it? Yes. There was nothing definite. It was curious. Did we get any definite answers to who it might be? The name of the first landlord was repeated several times, which was interesting. As was another landlord's name, Maggie who is listed as one of the female landlords there. We were only there for a few hours, and as all of us investigators know, it doesn't happen all the time. So I really feel it would be worth returning at some point to explore this further if Tyson is happy to have us. Mm, That'd be great. Don't forget to visit the Royal Mail Hotel in Kingston in the southeast, even if it's just for a drink and a meal. The food is excellent and the staff are extremely friendly. If Tyson is there, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to update you on any of the weird goings on there and stuff that possibly has happened there since we were there. Yeah. So we haven't had a chance to catch up since then, I must admit. We did call him once. Yeah, and he wasn't there. But Tyson wasn't there. He was elsewhere. It'd be interesting to get back down there at some point and see see what's going on now. So that's it from us this week. Yet another hotel from South Australia. Seems a number of them out there. But don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh, that's what I forgot to say. And um, any five-star buttons. There is a five-star. I found it. You found the five-star button? There is a five-star button. Oh, press the five-star button, please. On Spotify. So please, if you're listening to it on Spotify, press away. And... If you have the similar on iTunes, iHeart, Amazon, I think it's Google as well now, then please support us. Please give us a thumbs up. If you're enjoying it, let us know. Yeah. Because otherwise we feel like we're just talking to ourselves, however much fun that is. And we do have a laugh going down memory lane. We do. We do. If we can remember what memory lane looks like. <laughs> so we have to keep looking it up because it was so long ago we got the memories of a goldfish. Oh, look. Have- there's a castle so please please give us some support for those who've already done it for those who are enjoying this podcast and letting us know thank you thank you so much it's why we do it we get nothing out of these podcasts we do it because we enjoy sharing we we're very passionate about what we do and it helps if we know you're enjoying that passion so support us we also have youtube channels keg we do we used to say that we have a YouTube channel, but we're not YouTubers. However, we've had to drop that because we are actually finding ourselves becoming YouTubers. Yes. So we call ourselves the accidental YouTubers we now. Are. We did not ever mean that YouTube channel to start growing, which it is. Mm-hmm. The fact you lot are embracing it, thank you so much. 
Go and check that out, Adelaide Haunted Horizons. We have Patreon. We do have Patreon. If you want to really support us to help keep us going to these places and bring them to you, then please subscribe on there or on YouTube. We have subscription there as well now. And a website. Yes, we have a website we and got, a Facebook page. Because we actually, as a living, run tours. We do. So go and we write blogs occasionally. We as well. occasionally write blogs. It's the list goes on. It it does. It's never ending. It's why we never sleep. Exactly. Hop off. Go and do that. Hop off. I don't know where that off. came from. Hop off. Hop off and go and do that for and us. And share. Share, 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 share. Go tell all your friends, your bosses, your work colleagues, your enemies. Go tell them all about it. All right, we are going to pop off now. Okay, <laughs> baby. Came out even worse, really, didn't it? They still say it's my squeaky chair. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from Cag and Ali for listening.